episode 100 of the Brian Oak Show podcast. My name is Brian Oak. I'm joined by Sean Bernard. And I woke up this morning. It was very unusual. It was dark and it was gray. There was sleet hitting the ground and there was thunder. Thundersleet to start off the day. By the way, Thundersleet, little known fact, <laughs> is my drag name. So um, Not your acoustic side project no, this time. No, not it's my your, acoustic okay, side project. Right. I've got plenty of those already, and I'm having a hard time getting even one of them off the ground. But the drag brunch thing might become very popular over the course of the winter. You know, <laughs> nice. I'm thinking. Now, again, I've never tried, and I'm going to be honest. I think I'd make a really ugly woman, but I know some people who could help me with my makeup and my wardrobe choices. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I, what I wanted to talk about was I wanted to talk about the fact that I woke up feeling very grateful. I can't believe that we're at 100 episodes of this modest yet amazing podcast. You know, we've got this incredible studio here, the Smart Start MN Studio in South Minneapolis near 48th and Chicago. And 100 episodes is Wow, I just, I can't believe we've sat down behind these microphones or microphones very much like these 100 times. And so I did want to start out by saying thank you. I want to thank Smart Start MN who were with us before we ever cracked a single episode and somehow miraculously are still here with us 100 episodes later. I want to thank Busters on 28th for continuing to support us through a global pandemic, something no one could have foreseen. When we started this, Sean, 100 episodes ago, the world was a very, very different place. Yes, it was. And and we sat down for a lunch and we're like, let's do a podcast. And you're like, really? Would you think people would listen? And, well, you know, and it turns out people do listen. They do. I mean, and I'm thankful to AudioQuip because without them, oh. they don't. we don't have the studio that we have now, the glorious equipment. And I can't imagine what life is like for them, like the many musicians we've talked to on this show, because, you know, there's no gigs going on right now. And that's how AudioQuip makes their money is by renting out equipment to speakers, presenters, musicians, everybody. And they've stuck with us through the whole thing. Uh, all of our patrons members i owe you an impossible debt of gratitude there's no way i can ever possibly thank you because of your you know wonderful support every month we have our own studio we have the ability to do things like tote bags and i know some of you still have tote bags coming but it's been hard to do live (laughs) events when there's no such thing as live events anymore but we are deeply deeply thankful so i just i woke up feeling very humbled today i feel grateful that i live in a community where there's so much incredible talent you know whether we're talking about politicians or musicians or the wide range of people that we've had here on this show we're very very lucky and it can be hard to remember in the midst of thundersleet less than two weeks out from a massive presidential election that there are things to be grateful for on the daily and so a little quiet time a little swearing on the Brian Oak Show podcast. Fuck. Um, these are the things we have to hang on to the little moments. And another person I'm very, very thankful for is Sean. Because as Sean mentioned, he was the one who reached out to me. And I'm like, I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts. I, you know, I, I heard that they were rather popular. I, I, <laughs> I, remember, I remember looking and seeing that there was something on the order of 800,000 podcasts out there. And I was like... Well, why the hell would we get into that? I mean, it's we're, we're late to the party. You had done it years and years ago. You were early to the party. But I thought, well, I don't have a lot else going on. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, like you said, I mean, I had started a podcast for my uncle, Tom Bernard, for Jim Suhan, you know, all these different people uh, in the marketplace. But here's the tough thing with you is that we've known each other off and on for 26 years. Exactly. And... I couldn't just come out and say that I was one of your biggest fans because that would be really cheesy, but I am, and I always have been. Your passion for music, your support of local artists, 
your kindness, your empathy has is just unparalleled in this marketplace. And you know what happened with your last job? I was pissed off about. I don't know how else to say it. Right? You didn't deserve that. You've done so much for local artists and for local venues, and it was very hard on me to see that. I, I don't want to keep going, or we'll both start crying. So you're telling me that this is a pity fuck. That's what you're telling me it right now. It kind of is a pity fuck. <laughs> you had to lighten it up. <laughs> Even got Mary laughing over here. But thank, but thank you, Brian. And, and, and I tell you what, this has been a gift for my life, just to come in here a couple times a week and blow off steam and... Yeah. and Listen, I just listen most of the time, as you guys know, that that listen to the show. Most of my job is pushing buttons and hearing what happens when you ask these incredible questions of these area musicians and support them in any way that you possibly can. Well, that's so. the whole bit. It's about the community. But I, so again, I just want to say from the top of my heart all the way through my body, I am deeply, deeply thankful for people's endurance and tolerance of me and what I continue to do uh, because I really do enjoy this. A couple times a week we get together and we talk to incredible people. And to me, that's the whole thing about life. It's the, it's the stories. It's the connectivity. It's the delving into interesting people that maybe you get to hear their music or see their name in the newspaper somewhere, but you don't know much about them. And it turns out there's a fascinating story behind every single one of them, including today's guest, which is Mary Bew. She's got a brand new album out and the release party's happening tomorrow. And you're thinking, awesome release party. Oak is getting me backstage. No, Oak's not allowed in the venue. Uh, <laughs> but that's because no one's allowed in the venue, but it's still something we can all participate in. And we'll talk to her momentarily. Before we move on, though, Sean, I did want to uh, return the compliment. Thank you very much for the nice words you said. And you and I have always gotten along. I feel like we have so much in common. The Venn diagram of who we are covers more ground than we have separate ground. And so I'm very thankful that you did reach out to me and that we've had the opportunity to be able to do this. I also want you to be able to dedicate this, the 100th episode of the Brian Oak Show podcast, to someone very near and dear to you over the last month or so. I know that you've gone on a couple trips with your uncle, and I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I will try, we'll try to get through this as quickly as I can. He was, he was dying, and I knew it. He didn't tell most people in our family, told one other family member. And uh, he asked me to go on these last two trips with him, and you were gracious enough to say, go do it. It's a lot more important than a podcast. Way more important than a podcast. And I got to spend a trip in Memphis and a trip through the Colorado Rockies with my uncle. Uh, We got back a week ago Saturday night. He went to the hospital the following Monday, and he died on the 15th of October. So Uncle Troy Bernard, I absolutely love you. And uh, he was a huge fan of of yours as well, Brian, and and music and everything else. So I'm going to shut up. I, I, I don't think you have to. I, I, I know I know how much he meant to you, and I know that he knew that he was not long for this world. I don't think you or anybody knew just how quickly the end was going no, to come. No, no idea. Uh, but um, you did get a chance to take him on two of his bucket list trips, and yep. that's the stuff, man. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. If we're going to be here for this brief period of time, then we have to do right by ourselves, and more importantly, I think we have to do right by others and you know showing the people you love them and dropping everything to say hell yeah we're going to memphis hell yeah we're going to Colorado. Yeah, during a pandemic it was like you know at first i'm like geez troy this is this is rough and but we learned right away that you're going to be wearing masks the entire trip on the train right on the plane that you're going to wear masks the entire time and we were super safe but the even the drive to memphis and back we listened to so much music for that 12 hours there and 12 hours back and the healing that i got 
was unbelievable. My chance to make peace with the fact that he wasn't going to be here much longer meant the world to me. So thank you for being cool with me going to do that. Dude, it's not even on the discussion. I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> it's I, all good. coming up, I got a hernia surgery, so we're probably going to miss a show or two. Okay. Self-centered Which, prick. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. How, this hey, is most of the off-air stuff that we do. <laughs> but what's great about a podcast is you don't have to worry about anybody coming down. So we can let these heated production meetings bleed right onto it. Um, well, you know, I have a song picked out that I could just as easily move to the end of the show. Should we pick a song for your Uncle Troy? I mean, is, oh. there, is, there, an artist, is there an artist that he loves? Oh, he was a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Then let's hear some Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I'd say pick any... Here, grab this. You pick any Led Zeppelin song that you think... Uh, he would have absolutely loved. I, I was a I, lukewarm Led Zeppelin fan until I was 18. I moved back to Minnesota. While you're looking at this, I'll tell this story. And my uncle Troy's like, who, you know, who do you like? I'm like, Replacements, The Cure, R.E.M. You know, I'm throwing out all these artists. And he's like, how about Led Zeppelin? I'm like, you know, uh, not my thing, really. And he's like, what the F is wrong with you? And he took me through the entire catalog. And by the end of it, I was like, holy shit. I guess I just didn't get what, like, the magic of what they were doing and I started listening to them all the time after that. So, you know, while he was a fan of Billy Joel and some other, you know, artists, James Taylor, um, he was certainly a rock fan as well. And Led Zeppelin, I'd say, was uh, was way up there. You know, Led Zeppelin, for me, when I was young, I, you know, took my dad's Zeppelin records and Cream records and listened to them. And I always felt like a fraud listening to Led Zeppelin. I'm like, I'm not enough of a rocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, That's not, how I felt. I'm not yeah. cool enough to like cream or... And then I was Hendrix. too much of a puss. I know that we don't... Seriously. That word is not real. <laughs> People don't use that all the time. Yeah. But that, that... I'm just... It's about me. So I can say it about myself. I was a wimp. And so it was kind of like... I was, I was like listening to <laughs> The Cure, you know, Boys Don't Cry while crying. <laughs> and I was like, that, was, that was more my speed at the time. I can't pick. Uh, so I, I have found one and I'm going to just I'm, play like Black Dog uh, or Rock and Roll. Or, I, was gonna, I was gonna play Song One Side One of their debut release. Um, just don't play Stairway and that's all I really care about. I, that song is a masterpiece. But I had to but I worked at a classic rock station for a while, oh. and we played it. It felt like it was once an hour. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. This is the one right here. So for me, when I when I look back at a classic artist or an artist with a huge body of work, uh, I always take album one, side one, track one, and I call that the thesis because I'm like, you, this is your first offering. Yeah, there might have been a single or something like that, but back in the era of the album, this was the first thing someone was going to listen to at the beginning of this odyssey. You better effing bring it. You better define who you are you better offer the promise yeah. of something yeah. even more, but you also better leave people with bated breath at the end of that particular moment. And this was side one, track one, album one of one of the greatest bands of all time. So let's send this out to your Uncle Troy. May he rest in peace. I love you, Sean Bernard. I love you too. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 100. Mary Bue's on the way next.
Bernard. <laughs> Led Zeppelin right there. That one going out to Troy Bernard. Uh, may your uncle rest in peace. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into the Brian Oak Show podcast, which is supported by Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? Sean, what do you think that means? What do you need from me? Oh, I just needed the mouse so we can stop the song. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha. I nope, knew there was okay. a thing. Are we done now? Yep, we're done. Okay, very good. It's all good. Um, smart, 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 smart. <laughs> smart, smart, which is a great name, by the way. It really is. Hi, smart, smart. <laughs> uh, smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. So they're the ignition interlock company that really went to the state legislature and said, we need to be able to have people that have a DUI or have been accused of a DUI, the opportunity to be able to drive. Right. And so they're the ones that went and fought for this and made it happen. There are imitators, but there's only one Smart Start MN. Uh, go to their website. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for 20% off the ignition interlock installation. Well, it's and mouthful. These, these days I don't drink, but back in my drinking days, 20, hmm. 20 years ago, I did get a DUI. And there was no Smart Start then, and and I had a bad one. Uh, no, it didn't hurt anybody, nothing, no, nothing like that, but... I was, um, let's just say, a little more intoxicated than I should have been. Sure, overserved. By, by, by orders of magnitude. Uh, and so all of my fines and my penalties were tripled. And for three months, I took my daughter to daycare every day in a cab. This was pre-Uber and stuff as well. So uh, that was an expensive time in my life. And getting back in your vehicle is a crucial, crucial part. Should this happen to you, should it happen to someone you know and or love, Smart Start MN can get them back on the road faster than they otherwise might. So go ahead and check them out. SmartStartMN.com slash Brian Oak Show for 20% off the installation of Ignition uh, Interlock. Recently, uh, a little over a month ago, we had today's guest on the podcast. And we're having her back again, A, because she's 2020. 20's best songwriter, that according to City Pages, and it's episode 100. But B, the album of hers that we talked about is finally getting a proper release. Well, as proper as it can be in late 2020. <laughs> Mary Bue, it is nice to see your face again. How are you? I'm well. I'm so happy to see your face again, too, you guys. Thank Good you, to see you so much. Nice to have you back yeah. here. So last time you were in, we talked about... Oh, actually, you know what? I want to get to probably the most pressing question on most people's minds when they think of Mary Bue. Is it true regarding the upcoming election that you're still undecided. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure everyone is wondering. What to do? (laughs) Who is she going to vote for? The electorate (laughs) is waiting to find out. They're like, which way do we want to go? Because we're following Mary Buell. (laughs) Take a wild guess. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, I won't put you on the spot. But again, I just, you know, these are are uncertain times, to say the very least. Last time we had you in, we were talking about that incredible Me Too Minneapolis show that came together at the Hook and Ladder Theater, 17 um, artists coming together, writing songs, basically given the instruction, hey, take me to your interpretation and write a song. And this incredible body of work was produced as a result of it, not to mention that amazing event that we previewed by having three different artists who were performing on there. How did that evening go? Oh, it was wonderful. It was just, I think it was almost three hours and um, just a beautiful collaboration and... um, all of the artists either performed at the hook and ladder mm-hmm. or like pre-recorded or um or submitted their own videos so it was like a really interesting like sort of m- multimedia different visual different sonic 
blessings. But yeah, pretty heavy duty. Yeah. For sure. Well, for I mean, sure. but good, right? Yes, I mean, it's time. Absolutely. Like, let it, mm-hmm. if we're going to have painful conversations, if we're going to talk about things that really matter, if we're going to join forces and join hands and move into a better tomorrow, then unfortunately, all the ugly has to be brought out into the light. Yes. And there's a lot of ugly. There is a lot of ugly. And um, yeah, it really is just like all the skeletons are falling out of the closets right now. Yeah. And actually they're rebroadcasting that um, on November 6th, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So go to metoominneapolis.com and Excellent. people can see that again. Now you are heading back to the hook and ladder and you're doing it tomorrow night yes. because we had a chance to talk somewhat and we heard some music from your latest release. The world is your lover. But tomorrow you are doing a proper, a proper album release party. Now I ask because I know you're excited. You're you're in the it's weird because you can't do live shows right now, but somehow you're still in the promo grind right now for your release show because having done 25 plus years of radio, you get to watch Someone's got a new album on the way or a new project or they're launching a tour and then they have to go and talk to every press outlet. You're on television. You're on radio stations. You're on goofy ass podcasts like this. (laughs) But I mean, but it's part of getting the word out there. It's part of what you have, how you've chosen to live your life. Being a musician, sadly, is not a simple matter of sitting on a comfortable cushion and writing songs. There's real work that's involved in it. Oh, I wish it was just sitting on a comfortable cushion. That's my favorite, just the writing. But yeah, it's it's a lot of hustle and behind the scenes. And, you know, I have a wonderful publicist, and, and but then it takes like bringing money in to pay, you know, so then there's, you know, everyone is just trying to make ends meet to put this music out there. Mm-hmm. So, and I just put so much into this one. Like, I feel like it's like my life's work up until now. So I really want people to listen to it. Yeah, well, so. listen, I mean, listen Please. to the record. The record is out now. People can get the record as yes. we speak because I've seen physical copies in the record store that I yes. work at. And it's uh, it's really good. And I'm not I'm not saying that because you're sitting across from me. I've listened to it. And people, I, other people than me actually really love the record. And City Page has called you the best songwriter of 2020. That still feels good, doesn't it? It feels really good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are such a, and this is going to, I'm not a mystical guy, really. I wish I was more of a mystical guy but you are sort of a being of light there's always good energy coming off Uh you everything that you share on social media is is got a positive tinge to it whether it relates specifically to your music you taking a walk that day the work that you do in yoga um you exude positivity into the world and in a time where most of us are feeling this sort of soul-crushing oppression of thundersleet. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, seriously, that's not easy. But So there must be some value to you. There must be, you must get something out of it. There's no way that well is infinite. You must get something out of putting good out into the world. Yeah, yeah, you know, and well, I, I have to counter that with my meme sharing lately because that is not always positive. <laughs> but I think, like anything, if it's taken out of context, it could be shocking. Right. But given the context of who Mary Bue is, the music she writes, and the way she normally is, now you shared one yesterday on Facebook that I laughed out loud. It was somebody had put out a tweet and you shared it that said, We're done with self care, we're going back to doing drugs. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. That was great. <laughs> That was great. And for just a brief flash of a second, I was like, finally. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's not the case, and that's not who you are. So yeah, you I mean, but memes are just memes. Anybody mm-hmm. who takes a meme too seriously, unless it's truly diabolical and evil, <laughs> that person needs to relax just yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so have you have you always been so positive? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've struggled with depression, so, um, but that is like, in some ways, a lot of, I mean, a lot of positive people struggle with depression Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the persona of kindness and friendliness and light sometimes has a dark side, you know, but what do we want to put out? The universe seeks a balance. Yeah. Yeah. What do, I mean, do we want to just, yeah, so... Yeah, it's. I'd rather put out positivity than. Um, I mean, I guess I get the darkness out in my music. <laughs> There's tr- it's there, pretty dark, but I mean, but that's 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 therapeutic, and I yeah. think yeah. There, there are also a lot of people who relate to some of that darkness or a lot of that darkness. Mm-hmm. And again, it's important to drag the ugly out into the light because then it's not just yours anymore. And it's right. not like you're burdening anybody else. It's just you have to get it out there. And I think this is true for everyday people as well mm-hmm. as artists of any stripe and musicians. You have put together an incredible lineup for your release party tomorrow and before we talk about that i would like people to hear a song let's hear the title track from your record as you've chosen here give me one thing why give me critics love this record people who listen to it love this record your fans love this record why would someone who's like who the hell is mary bue why would they like your record mary (laughs) oh my god that is such a hard question shame hey shameless self-promotion time you are in the promo grinder oh my gosh the promo grinder so every single song on here is different and i worked with producer steve price um from the suburbs and rex daisy and we he just helped to make every song sparkle and like stand on its own i think um just the the production and the I don't know. I like I said it's like my life's work till now. I put together a collection of 14 songs that are extremely important to me and like the orchestration is gorgeous. There's strings, there's Jeremy Ilvesacker all over the place. There's so um but yeah, every song has like it's a wide range of almost like multi-genre. So there's a little something for everyone. What tell me about <laughs> this song right here? Um this song is a pretty like pop it's kind of a pop number. Um, uh, it's like uh, coming out of very hard time and just throwing up your hands and just being like everything in the world is a teacher and a lover and like the good and the bad. Like we are just in the thick of it. So it's kind of a forgiveness and like here I am world show me <laughs> the world is your lover. Mary Bue on the 100th episode of the Brian Oak Show podcast.
in the radio business, we like to say the title track from a latest release. <laughs> Mary Bew, the world is your lover here on the Brian Oak Show podcast. Mary Bew joins us here live in the studio. That is very rich and lush production as done by one Mr. Steve Price. couple of questions for you. One, does Steve still have that almost unbelievably benign Buddha-like grin on his face at all times. Yes. Yeah. I used to live in an apartment building upstairs from him back in, I mean, a long time ago, like 1988, a long Sweet. time ago. And he had this righteous American flag button-down shirt, like total thrift store find. But even back then, much shaggier hair because it was the style at the time. Um, he just always had that real benign, kind look on his face. And every time I've seen him over the years, always the same look on his face. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on behind that look. Oh, for sure there is. No, I've, I've learned that kind of thing a long time ago, too. Secondly, with how deep and lush the production is in there, I'm a huge fan. I don't know why, and they don't always have to be harmonies. I like when a song is dense, and I love background vocals. I've always loved background vocals. Are you doing your own background vocals on that song? I am. Yep, all the oohs. I love ooing to mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, just, to me, that's all. Like, we're, wearing, normal. we're wearing headphones now. I, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember the first time somebody asked me, have you ever Googled yourself? And I was like, that's not appropriate. <laughs> exactly. Not appropriate. Uh, None of your business. About, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you worry about your own Google? Um, exactly. All right. So um, I just, I, as we're wearing headphones now, I love listening to music on big chunky headphones. And that's when you can kind of pick up all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so whether we're talking Queens of the Stone Age or that song by Mary Bue right there, the density of it, the lushness of it is it's really, really pretty. Nicely done. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to talk more with Mary Bue, but first we do have to thank another sponsor, Busters on 28th. So much like musicians who cannot tour, who are counting on your beneficence to go to their streaming shows, to go to their websites and buy their merch and buy their albums so that they can continue to do what they do, which, by the way, I am an ardent advocate of because, as I said at the top of the show, I like living here. Part of the lushness and richness of our community are the people who create and make this place a destination that help inform the culture of what it means to live in the upper Midwest, specifically for me in Minneapolis. I want that all to stay here. And part of that, too, are the people who have dog grooming shops or boomerang throwing academies or local restaurants, mom and pop shops that are many of them have already shuttered and are not going to survive the pandemic. I don't want that to happen for a very selfish reason. Well, two of them. One, Busters on 28th is a supporter of The Brian Oak Show and a sponsor. But two, they're two and a half blocks from my home. They are an important part of my neighborhood. They're right next to the baker's wife and angry catfish, the bike shop. By the way, the second the snow fell on the ground the other day, the 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 bicycle enthusiasts, and I use that very <laughs> diplomatically because these people are not normal. <laughs> with but, but the ones with the giant knobby moon tires on their on their bikes so that they can ride in the snow. Mm-hmm. There were flocks of them. They were everywhere. I think that they enjoy that more than they enjoy a nice summertime bike ride. Like, there were so many of them that I, I worried that it was a movement. I was worried that there were, it might be a cult. I think they want to admire their own badassery. I think that's yeah. what Well, they're that's doing about. a great job. They're yeah. out there in force That's right now. way more real people than beneficent. Yeah. For those of you that, that are still looking up beneficent, welcome back it to just, the podcast. It just, means, it just means your general goodwill. Yeah, that's they're great. They're relying then on say your that. generosity and goodwill. <laughs> 
and your beneficence every fortnight. Um, <clears throat> anyway, the point was, Buster's on 28th is right there, and it's it's one of the few commercial hubs in my neck of the woods, and they're a crucial part of it. Their food is excellent. They're really nice people. They add to the neighborhood, and, you know, the margins are not high in the restaurant business to begin with, so if you can, go to bustersontwentyeighth.com and take a look at the menu. If it looks mouthwatering to you, you're not incorrect. You are on the right path, because they do very good food. They're great people, and they've been ardent supporters through all this unpredictable fuckery that 2020 has thrown our way, and we appreciate them for that. Also, Sean, uh, quickly, I want to mention that you are also a sponsor of this show. Wait a minute. Producer and sponsor? Are you making money coming and going? Is that how this works? It seems like it. <laughs> it you know, it seems seem... like I should be able to retire soon, but yeah, that's oh, not going to happen <laughs> at all, because... I don't know if you uh, yeah. ever read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but yeah, I had no clue what I was doing with money until, uh, I still really don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I had no idea so. what I was doing with money until I didn't have it anymore. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So. so anyway, the point is, you are a realtor for Edina Realty, and you are still, even with Thundersleet, still selling homes. I am. It's bizarre. I meet with somebody new on Monday, and for some reason, uh, the season never ends with real estate, and I'm thankful for it. I just have a lot of gratitude that people are still reaching out to me uh, during these unprecedented times. These and, uncertain uh, times. Exactly. So if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, I'm still happy to help you. Yes, it's early winter, but people are still buying and selling. 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy. <laughs> for those of you Important. looking up text where exactly. I'll fill up a little space here while you <clears throat> run for your thesaurus. Um, <laughs> you know, you said that the, the season doesn't really end. And there was a time I remember when I was younger um, that there was a time in the upper Midwest where the live music sort of dried up, mm-hmm. you know, between I'd say just before Thanksgiving, maybe even a little earlier until about February, national touring acts didn't come through here because it's cold and shitty and they didn't want anything to do with that. Then I I noticed after the recession and really about the time of the true advent of the Internet, not its introduction in the mid 90s, but when it really became a force that all of a sudden the only way for an artist to make music was to be or to make money rather was to be on the road. And so suddenly there was everybody, national artists, local artists. There were tons of great shows in December. There were tons of great shows in January out of economic necessity. Great for the music fan, a little more work for the musicians involved. But, you know, there was a chance to do it. And now nobody gets to play anywhere. I did uh, actually go see the Flamin' O's, legendary Minnesota band Flamin' O's in the alley behind Hi-Fi Heron Records the other day. Uh, And Faith Boblet, who's been here on the show, she was the opener. And it was kind of awesome. There was a little sleet coming down, and it was gray, and it was cold. But everybody was masked up, and it was live music. And I got to bop along to I Remember Romance. And I knew I missed live music. I didn't realize quite how much I missed it. Like, I wasn't really in the mood to be outside in the cold. But, oh, my God, there was electric guitars playing, and it was fucking fantastic. It was majestic. There were people. We weren't hugging like we would normally do, but it was it was cool. It felt really good. And now, Mary, you are going to be playing tomorrow night, and I'm sure there will be some joy in that for you. And you've got a great lineup for your album release show for The World Is Your Lover. But I have to, I have to imagine that even though it's going to be great and people should get tickets and we'll cover all those details in a moment here, it's just, it's just not the same these days, is it? No, no. I was just... Thinking like there is some grief, you know, not being able to have everyone in a room and like, especially with 
the accolades for this one mm-hmm. and just like, wow, that could have been something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best songwriter in the state and now ah! nobody can come and see me ply my craft. Yeah. But that's not entirely true. Despite some of that grief, there will be plenty of joy. Tomorrow night, yes. you were doing the album release show and uh, I have shared with you last time we talked, my... I. I reserve my fanboy nature for a precious handful of artists, but I have traveled multiple times to see Alan Sparhawk perform live. And here's the weird thing. I'm not a big low guy. I mm-hmm. like low just fine. Mm-hmm. I think they're very good. It's what put them on the map and made them an internationally known musical name. I'm a fan of when Alan Sparhawk sings through a sh- screams through a broken microphone and gets down and dirty with two loud guitars and two giant drum kits and does the black eyed snakes. But I, I he's sort of inscrutable to me and that makes him only more desirable. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> I know I'm not alone. I know that you're also a huge fan because of your many years in Duluth. You've gotten to know Alan, and you've gotten Alan to be on your bill tomorrow night at the Hook and Ladder. Yes, yes. And this is not the first time that right? he's done a CD release with me, so I am extremely grateful. Alan actually reviewed my very first album. It's called Where the Monarch Circled. It came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. And when you That's were, not possible. That was 20 yeah, years ago, no, Mary. Yes, okay. it's possible. All right, all right. Um, and when you were talking about the first song on the first album and all the pressure, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. God. It's horrifying to think. It was just like, it was like that, that album... It, I, Every song kind of sounded the same, and it was just like this. But that's sort of you with the perspective of, of time. Consciousness, I know. Do you look back at it like baby pictures, though? Like, are you a little embarrassed? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah? or like yeah. pictures of yeah. you when you were an awkward tween or something yeah. like that. But I mean, it's everyone knows it's a good record. And wh- well, what did Alan think? Because I'd say that Alan's a fairly good judge of talent. Right, right. Well, it was just kind of magical that he reviewed it. Um, he said, and I always have this on my bio. Um, if intimacy intrigues you and makes you into a something skittering peepish tongue, peeping tongue, <laughs> skittering peeping tom, right? Then you will enjoy Mary Bue's live show. <laughs> wow! <laughs> See, and again, again what? It, a little creepy. Yeah, yeah a little bit, a little creepy, bit. But it's also a little oblique. Like it could mean about yeah. five different things. Yeah. So I'm going to stay towards the the more. <laughs> interesting hmm. side of that it's very yeah i mean the songs are pretty raw and very very personal so mm-hmm. i mean and continuing to this day they're, st- they're still but you so. feel that <laughs> you feel that you've grown as an artist which is good because that's what artists do any yes. of them worth their salt and just ask any pages mary bue is worth her salt so you've got alan sparhawk <laughs> playing and now you also have uh, i've never had alan on the show that might have to change but yeah. I, wa- I want him in person because i feel like he'd be a tough egg to crack over the phone um, someone we did have to talk to over the phone because there were three of them and that would be hard to do in this room were the members of Turn, Turn, Turn. And I, you know, picked the click for 2020. Mm-hmm. They came in on that top 10 list and um, they are three of the most incredible and talented performers in town and mm-hmm. they decided to all get together. And I know we asked them about the the how they fomented that, how they all came together, but I can't remember what the answer was. I'm just glad they did because they recently played an outdoor show at Ice House. Everybody who sees this band loves them very, very much, yourself included. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, Adam Levy, I've been a fan, you know, since Rev 105 days, yep. you know. I got that that Honey Dogs debut, and I was like, oh, such a dream. And then, and then somehow I got to meet him. I took a few guitar lessons with him when I moved down here. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, and um, 
And then Savannah is just fantastic. And Barb, they're just so cool. Mm-hmm. Just a beautiful trio. And Their voices together oh are, God. I am a harmonies guy. You know, speaking of uh, when I was young, stealing records from my parents, the birds were among the first I ever well, it stole mm. strong, but I kind of put them off to the side of the records I wanted to listen to. <laughs> Not so much with Trini Lopez, definitely with the Beatles and the Birds. Um, nice. And the Birds, of course, Turn, Turn, Turn is their song, and I'm assuming that's where they got the name, but they do these incredibly beautiful harmonies. They're all great writers. They're all great singers. They're just a, they're an amazing trio, and they are going to be performing as part of your album release as well. Yes. Are you I'm... not aware of the rule where you stack... The, the early part of the bill with some also-rans so that you sound even more amazing than you already sound. I know. It's a little risky, isn't it? It's going to be solid no, all the way through. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're very good, but usually most people pad their bets a little bit. Like, ah, he's all right, but uh, I'm going to sound like a million bucks when I get up oh there. God, no. I'm not trying to raise the pressure on you at all, but you've got a great lineup, and then you perform, and what's your band situation? Who are you going to be playing with? Right, so um, I wish everyone could be there, but here we are, 2020. Right. Um, so Jeremy Ilvesacker on guitar, mm-hmm. and Steve Price on bass. Awesome. I know. And Richard Medic on drums, just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then Julia, or, yeah, Julia Floberg on cello. Wow. Oh. Yes. Love and the then, cello. Um, is that it? Crystal Meisinger is going to mm. come and sing harmony with me on a few. That's so, excellent. Yeah. See, and it, now that's actually making me sad that we because the hook and ladder is a great place i've seen alan there a couple times i've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of great shows there and that's also in my neck of the woods i am so thankful that when that area of town because they're kitty corner from the third precinct when that area of town was literally burnt to the ground they survived and i'm very very thankful because when i talk about these unique places that make our community what it is hook and ladder is one of the very very best and i've seen so many good shows there Mm -hmm. but i'm a little sad because i'm not going to be able to be in that room tomorrow night but we still can enjoy the entire performance, right? So this is, and they do a great job. Multiple camera angles. The sound is fantastic. I've tuned into a couple of these so far. And so people can actually still experience the entire thing. There's not the tears streaming down the face, raucous screaming back in your face at the end of each song, but it's still got to be enjoyable to know that you're getting out and making music for people. Absolutely. And how cool that anyone anywhere in the world can watch this, you know, and... um yeah, it's it's special that and, and we get, you know, that the sound and the cameras and we get to keep this footage for later use. You oh, know, nice. so, yeah, it's a really it's almost like, you know, paying a production company to take like a live show video. And so it's a really, really a cool service. So it's at the hook and ladder. And mm-hmm. if people want to find out more like, well, what I just did earlier is I went to the hook and ladders website. And over on the right-hand side, upcoming events, and it's wild to see so many of them because, Mm -hmm. wow, I mean, like, Trailer Trash is going to do a Halloween event, First Nations Kitchen virtual fundraiser, and they've really, because they're a nonprofit, they really have dedicated themselves so sincerely and effectively to all these different nonprofits and Mm -hmm. causes they can help as well, which is crucial. And I noticed that on October 23rd, that's tomorrow, Mary Bew and the Monarchy album release with Turn, 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 Alan Sparhawk, and is a hook stream. So people do need to buy their tickets to be able to take part in this experience. Mm -hmm. But you're getting literally the best of the best in Minnesota music right now for this entire thing and it's super affordable you should be jacking that price up right there i'm not going to say the price on there but you should be jacking that price up i know well yeah not only it's three bands yeah and then the venue you know it just supports so many people mm-hmm. doing like keeping the dream alive you know so yeah i just yeah 
Look at that. All right. Well, so go to hook, <laughs> thehookminneapolis.com. Thehookmpls.com is where you go. But just type in hook and ladder. Track it there on the right-hand side. You'll find all the necessary information. Tomorrow night, Alan Sparhawk. Turn, turn, turn. Mary Bue and the Monarchy. And if people want to go to your website mm-hmm. to get their hands on the record, what is your website? MaryBue.com. B-U-E. Exactly. Just so, <laughs> even though with Halloween approaching, it's not like Mary Boo, right? No, that's my nickname for many people. But okay. I'll, t- I'll take Boo. I, th- I feel like Mary Boo is a very different artist than Mary Bue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One totally. could speculate and think about it right there. <laughs> before, we, before we get to another song of yours, um, what do you think, post this show, you know, then I know a lot of people, I know that you find ways to get out and make the most of, mm-hmm. of a lot of things. I know that your, your yoga and your spirituality is a big part of sustaining you. But we're heading into winter and a winter of our discontent. And maybe in a couple of weeks we'll get some good news. Maybe we won't get some good news. Kind of removing that from the equation with what a weird year it's been and all the missed opportunities and the, the, the challenges that no one saw coming. When you look ahead to the winter, the darker, the colder months, do you have any plans over the winter? Do are you, do you have a philosophy of how you're going to stay sane until spring? Well, I, I run, I run in Even all in the seasons. Yes. I have, I have cleats that I affix to my shoes. So I like you're the like rubber. those bike yeah. people, yeah, except with your cleats. <laughs> wow. Yep. yep. Snow I, runners. I got fancy, fancy trousers with you know windproof. Uh-huh. And, you know the the mask. Good gear is crucial. Yep. I like winter camping, and for some people, they don't want to go camping on a perfect spring day. Oh my god! But winter camping, if you have good gear, much like running yeah. in the cold, I can't imagine running from wild animals in the cold. <laughs> I'm just running at all. Um, but if you have good gear, it's important, especially if it matters to you. So you get yep. out and run, and that's good for you, not only physically, but it, do you get that runner's high that they talk about? I do. Yeah, I, I. You know, sometimes it sucks, but mostly it's like, oh, I'm getting air, I'm getting sun. It's like brisk. I can think. I get songs i get you know either listen to music if my phone doesn't freeze or um you know songs lyrics yeah yeah hooks come in my head yeah but i also um this winter uh i'm gonna write gonna write uh not only music but um i'm working on a book so i'm sorry (laughs) well let's talk more about your book on the other side of another song i want to hear one more song (laughs) the the album is called the world is your lover there is the official release party and concert tomorrow happening at the hook and ladder you can enjoy it online and let's be honest what else are you doing with your friday night right now That's the Thunder sound. Thunder <laughs> exactly. So hunker down, get yourself a refreshing hot apple cider or beverage of your choice and tune into it. You can find out more at thehookmpls.com. That's also where you get your streaming tickets. The new album is The World Is Your Lover. And I would I would normally guess that the content of this song is revealed by the rather blunt title, but I'm guessing there's more going on here. Tell me about this song. This song, it's called Shitstorm. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote it actually in 2017. It's sort of a prophetic tune, but it's it's about it's really about the environment and um, you know things going to shit. It's kind of a download from from the universe. So, <laughs> Mary Bue, Shitstorm on the Brian Oak Show podcast. Don't. 
future yeah. the future storm unfortunately <laughs> and it turns out you were exactly right about the next few years the shit storm that we all are encouraging right now or enduring right now mary bew is our guest and she's got a brand new album well it's not brand new but it is brand new and the album release show is happening tomorrow night you know it's like on the on the previous episode of the podcast episode 99 we had matt wilson i kept calling it his new album and it came out back in March, but it came out right at the start of the oh. pandemic, and so no touring, everything canceled, yep. blah, 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 and I'm like, but it's so I call it his brand new album, because yeah. it's good, and so is yours. Again, Mary Bue, B-U-E dot com, if people want your information, or you go to the hook, M-P-L-S, and right there on the right-hand side, you'll find a link for tomorrow night's event, Mary Bue and the Monarchy, album release with Turn, 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 and Alan Sparhawk. That's good, and you know what? I have nothing going on tomorrow night. I mean, we're celebrating my daughter's birthday, but nice. I can blow that off. Oh, so. no. <laughs> Real nice. <laughs> I want to show you something before we uh, cut you loose here, Mary. Um, by the way, again, thank you very much for coming in. Um, it's lovely to have you in here. And uh, fingers crossed, I hope that you decide the right way when it comes time to step into that voting booth. I already voted. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out of the way. Early. I know a lot of people who want to vote that day because mm. this is sort of a historic situation. Yes. I just didn't want to stand in line for 12 hours. No. And I stood in line for less than five minutes when Great. I went. The, the day I went, it was downtown Minneapolis. It's a ghost town, by the way, down yeah. there. So it's easy to get in and out. And... Um, for whatever way you're voting, whoever, well, no, that's not actually true. I was going to say get out and vote no matter what. <laughs> yes. Just please. get out and vote. Get out and this, you cannot take anything for granted. I don't care what the polls say. They said it last time as well. And well, the last four years have sucked out loud. So let's, 
Let's just see what we can do about that. Yeah, apathy won the last general election. Oh, That's what mm-hmm. I said. And also lunacy. Mm-hmm. A combination of yes. apathy on this side and lunacy yeah. reborn or suddenly let out of its cage. And now we're having a really hard time getting it back in its cage. Don't let that wonderful smile fall off your face, Mary. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you close your eyes and go to your happy place. I'm going to leave you with a happy note. The other day, I asked my wife to get me uh, just a little pocket calendar, right? So I could mm-hmm. write down notes and dates like Mary Bue's going to be on the show on the 22nd. Um, and apparently, most of those that still cover 2020 have been sold out for some time. But there were two left. One, a giant glittery silver affair. Like, I mean, literally nothing but a glitter cover on both sides. It didn't say anything. And I wanted something a little more manageable, a little more pocket calendar friendly. <laughs> I know I could do this on my phone, but there's just something about writing it down that helps me remember it better. And uh, this was apparently the only one left in stock. <clears throat> and I'd like you to tell everybody what it says on the front of it. Girl boss. You got that right. <laughs> now, nice. I, I'm comfortable enough in my masculinity that I'm not offended by girl boss. It's pink, of course, because I girls. I don't know if you know that about girls, but uh, yeah, pink girl boss. And uh, <laughs> I use it. it and uh, you know what? It kind of um. Uh, what I don't want people to think is that I'm pandering. OK, I'm not. Well, pandering. No. never, pandering. never. This was, I did not buy this myself. <laughs> All right. once in a while. No, but I mean, like, hey. All right. Girl boss. Just yeah. so you know, that's nice, how it's nice going, Patina. That's yeah. how, <laughs> I love that story. By <laughs> we the way. Do, we do. Every every single Mother's Day, oh yeah, birthday, yeah. anniversary, everything. Yep. Always get the cards there and some other little trinkety thing. Yeah. I, they know my face at Patina. Oh yeah. Exactly. All right, Mary, thank you very much. Oh, my God. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, break a leg tomorrow. Thank you. And good luck with your running. Although, next time we have you on the podcast, you will be back again, yeah? Yeah, I would love to. Next time we have you back, I am going to force you to answer the question, what are you running from? <gasps> All that running you're doing, what are you running from? So you've got a lot of time to think about it on your next run. Good luck tomorrow. The album is called The World Is Your Lover, and we will have you back. That's going to do it for the 100th episode of this show. Whew. And I did want to end it with a song by Alan Sparhawk's Black Eyed Snakes. Now, the one I really wanted to play is not available uh, on the sources. We have to pull it from. In order to be able to play full songs on this show, we have sort of a limited area that we can mm-hmm. get the songs from. Or a local artist can come by and say, shit, yeah, you can use my song. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Um, but we're going to play a song, a really good one by Black Eyed Snake. So thank you, Mary. And I look oh. forward to seeing you tomorrow. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mary. Thank See you, you, Sean. See ya. Bye, Sean. Bye, Hundo. everybody. 100 episodes. Hundo. Coming up on episode 101, we'll have Little Man as our guest. Right here, though, we've got music from Black Eyed Snakes. This is Chicken Bone George to wrap up the Brian Oak Show podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. This time I just know. I just know. <laughs>